can't believe that you haven't seen it. Love it so much you really got us streaming. Let me tell you every line right now. I can quote the whole thing since I was 12. Maybe your mom told you no. She said she wouldn't give you Welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, joined by my lovely co-host, Jane Nova Hammer. Uh, and before we get into the episode, I do want to let you know, if you want to follow us over on the socials, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us at Facebook. And in both cases, we're going to be at Movies We Missed. Uh, Jane, how are you doing today? I'm doing very swell. How are you we doing love, today? We'd love to hear it. So moving forward. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm just season. You look good. You got your beanie Thank on. You. It is. Um, it's that kind of. We're still. We're we're dealing with this, with this <sighs> weather that's not as cold as it probably should be. But like. Yeah, we actually, all, we all pretend I've... like we don't know. I, this is a terrifying time to be alive because it I'm really constantly is. worried about like it's just too warm for the winter like yes. Chicago historically is a very cold place for those of you who don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't know that but whatever we're all learning here. No judgment of course. <laughs> um, but it has been like 40 and above most yeah, for good. most of this winter. Which is a little terrifying. No, and they're and they were freezing in L.A. and make it make sense. Are they cold in L.A. right now? It I know was. it's like it was raining like, was, a lot. There was like a stretch where it was really it was colder in L.A. than it was in Chicago. Really? Yeah. Y'all, we have got to do something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I mean, we just really, we need to start. We honestly just need to. We need to just abolish it all we need to start yeah just get burn it to the ground abolish it all get started and get brilliant minds on it yeah that's you right jane i always think of you as like a a brilliant ish mind kind of i don't know how you feel about that oh my god i'm so flattered and i literally can't believe you said that on this podcast oh yeah no i think so there's wow. the way your mind works and the things that I've seen you convince yourself of. I know okay, that there's a way that you could take that and I know that you could <laughs> apply it to like making mm. the world better. There's the twist. And I actually don't see it. <laughs> you think I could make the world a better place? I think with if I think sometimes I think when you get, you know, caught up on something or you're in one of your little moods, I think like, man, like what could this what could this go to? <laughs> what could that... this energy become? When I see you, when I see you Facebook stalking someone that you went to third grade with, and I'll think to myself sometimes, what if this energy went to like solving, you know, solving the the conundrum that is climate? It's like even though, even though it's like we all know what the problem is, and like it's just like, how are we gonna fix this? How it's are like we? Gonna scientists think? continue to implore us to do so. <laughs> but it's not even us. I I hate the idea of personal responsibility. It's these huge corporations, of course, and that's For sure. the problem. For but sure. I do want to say, just for the record... Um, you do have a little bit of soap on your hand, it looks like, from washing your hands of, of any responsibility <laughs> for what's going on. Look, in this house, for a couple of years, we didn't use any paper towels. I we... thought you were going to say any soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you're right. That would absolutely be a terrifying scenario. But you remember we had our rag system that we used for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and we decided we simply could not. <laughs> it would, God bless my wife, Tara. She cares so much. And I care too. But I'm also like, give me a fucking paper towel. <laughs> like, I can't do this rag system anymore. We do use reusable rags, but I also need paper towels in the mix. We have a dog and a cat. Like, you, there's some things you just can't clean up with a reusable rag. It's also hard to do something like that when i feel like unless you have like in-unit laundry you know what i mean like yes i feel like that like makes it a little bit easier but even then i mean that's like the people shout out to all the people out there but the people who like i i don't have children but i know i couldn't do you, you know, don't like have cloth. children not not anymore not anymore <laughs> not since the the court got involved um i think they're still say, technically yours but they they always will be and not i believe and i look at the children of the nation and i feel a responsibility as like oh, a wow. citizen That's so i'm just beautiful. like beautiful everybody out there for me though i wasn't i wasn't built for it it seems mm -hmm. um unless a kid shows up or something i don't know my <laughs> girlfriend from high school pops up with a, with a kid it's like this is yours although the we're getting i think at this point if that were to happen we're dealing with an adult um so <laughs> yeah i was yeah. gonna say like there would only be a, a few more years on that child support <laughs> none there'd be no more years before okay yeah i, I guess. mean i guess i know i guess maybe like if it happened like first year of school no no there's no scenario i'm that old there's... oh my god you guys um <laughs> you could yeah, have a kid... little you have a your little voter on your hands. Your, your kid could be in like grad school by now. <laughs> How dare you? My if, if my kid was a genius. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Skipped um, a lot of grades. Yeah, you know, something like that. Uh, your parents are very smart, so that is possible. Mm. Um, <laughs> Again, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> they are. No, they are. It's certainly skipped a generation. <laughs> no, you're smart. <laughs> Oh, good. I just wanted you to say it. Thank you. There's different um, kinds of smart, too. Of course. Of course. Different kinds of smarts. Spoken like, spoken like, what, like, what, like a high school, like, English teacher having, like, a teacher's, a uh, teacher's conference. <laughs> yeah. There's different kinds of, there's different kinds of excelling that happens. 100% um, there's different ways of learning. And when I tell you that Jane has so much potential... We're not sure in what, but she's got so Jane, much. The potential. thing is that Jane comes in, she's got all that, all the, the she knows about the top of the pops, what's going on on the on the charts. She always is up to date on the fashions, um, and to know to know that you know is mm. to know that you have a person in your family who, mm -hmm. if they can figure out how to channel that energy, could really mm. do mm -hmm. something amazing. I'd love to see her, you know, devote that amount of in in you know energy to like you know mm -hmm. the spelling bees that we do in class you know she's too busy reading her classmates though <laughs> you know? but the library really... was always open with me so yeah she's got a lot of fight in her though and i, mm -hmm. I really want to see her you know push her alternative knowledge you know to the to the center you know that mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. but, you know? um well speaking of alternative knowledge uh you have to have a lot for this kind of movie from this week absolutely absolutely you do i Were gave jane as everybody knows i gave jane chuck a lot um <laughs> it was a sensitive <laughs> sensitive tale the um, the juliette binoche vehicle 
That exactly. is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, it I was, was like as soon as I said it, I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Julia Binoche, icon, legend. A living legend. Famously, the Destiny Chow song, No, 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 was originally Nosh, 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 Nosh. Um, <laughs> and they changed it at the last minute in the studios because Matthew Knowles got scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was mm-hmm. all about Binoche. She's, uh, and she boy. she was in the video. It's an unreleased video. But it's a, it's a lot of her just sort of um rolling around in sateen dresses on yeah. on a on a bed on the beach and it's and each beautiful of them, and it's and each of the members of destiny child is like hanging from one of the bedposts and mm-hmm. just like dancing and she's just in the middle thrashing in the exactly bed. it's um, a beautiful scene it'll never be released but we are close personal friends with beyonce so we've been able to see it do you remember when beyonce do you remember do you remember when desiree okay so desiree is amazing singer mm-hmm. um british singer she had a song called Kissing You, iconic. I mean, Romeo if you don't Juliet. know this song, I kind of feel like you we need to like... We have Gen Z listeners who've never heard this artist or this song before I know it. Oh my it. god, my it's heart, incredible. my heart. You it's don't understand how many times song. I've like sat in the dark listening to this song, singing along. Right before we which, started today. Which, by the way, I do not have the vocal chops to sing along to this song. And just crying it's a song that it's a song to language to yeah absolutely. <laughs> like like creating a scenario in my head that didn't happen and moving through the the fake emotions just to get in it with a song i know i, I know you've done it too i'm sure uh yeah no that's a that's a doozy mm-hmm. um it's an emotional song it's a roller coaster uh mm-hmm. it was featured famously in the 1997 i believe or 1996 romeo and juliet remake mm. uh that nobody asked for starring claire danes and leonardo DiCaprio. And... That, how dare you that's one of my favorite movies is it really oh my god i loved that movie growing it's up incredible. i was like it's Me so too. have you not seen it yeah i've seen it okay well i loved it but i'm also not a shakespeare scholar like you and no no i am also you are like a shakespeare scholar but and i am not so <laughs> It did not like. I'm sure it didn't hit with like some of those. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there. Are, I'm sure there are people that are really into. Because you can't say people are gonna be like, I'm not a Shakespeare college. Just so we're, I'm not. So I don't want any of the scholars who listen to our scholarly podcast coming from. Me. <laughs> yeah, um, first of all, you. I mean, it, if if it's you and me, you are more of a Shakespeare scholar. You I just know don't like it, and I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. What I just don't, don't like it. Like I don't know. It. But John, I love John Leguizamo's in it, and you Leguizamo's know we both. Harold Ryder Perrineau is in it. Absolutely, like it's the such a man. good cast. Yeah, no, it is. It is a good cast. Um, I I don't know what it is, but that so song sad. I always really liked it. But I was I brought it up in talking about Justin Child because for some reason right. I remembered that Beyonce wanted to record that song and like Desiree. I think at first Desiree was like no, and then Desiree was like okay, but like but you can't change anything. What? And like that was the that was the thing. It was like you can record it, but you have to record it as it is. Like you can't do anything or alter it. And then like <laughs> Beyonce did what Beyonce does, <laughs> and Desiree pulled those rights, baby. <laughs> and she was like, "Nope." And she smashed really? it back. Yeah, did, Beyonce added wow. in like all this stuff to the end, like. I remember when we were young, and all this stuff. And and Desiree was like, "Nope." You thought I was joking, huh? Wait, have you heard it? Like, have you yeah. heard her? Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it was like recorded and everything. And it was supposed oh, to be, I wow. think, a single maybe from, I don't remember which album. How long ago was this? Years ago. 
years okay. ago. This but it was a very much this. like a fuck around and, and find out type moment. And <laughs> was like, I don't nope. care who you are. <laughs> and I took it back. Um, similarly to like when Tracy Chapman, when Nicki Minaj released that song sampling Sar sampling uh, it was called Sorry, and it was sampling a line from like Baby Can I Hold You from the Tracy oh, Chapman yeah, album. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. Iconic. And mm -hmm. Tracy Chapman was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like trying to like, they were trying to like bargain with her. And she's like, nope, still nope. I don't Just like, like, I don't like get that. Like, what? Why say no? Why not let someone else like be inspired and interpret your song? I mean, it probably is probably a variety of reasons. It may be yeah. the song itself. It may be like, I don't want this artistic. I mean, we're also talking about two artists that are like famously like sort of like skew more on the artistic side than the commercial side. Right, so it's like we're talking sure. about Desiree and like Tracy Chapman, two women yeah. who, as far as I can tell, like are not really that concerned with like fame and money. So, like, I would imagine that, like, the sort of, like, the commercial aspect of it doesn't wow them. And I feel like also, like, as Black women, it may have a lot to do with just, like, autonomy and, like, creative control. Sure. And I'm yeah. sure there's, like, this specificity that, like, of, like, vision, say, can, you know? Say it, pro say it properly. Oh, I'm sorry. Specificity Thank of you. vision. Mm -hmm. um, it may have to do with that. And so I feel like it's just like, no, this is my artistic like offering to the world. And it's like, yeah. I'm going to exercise like the one thing that I have. But I don't think okay. I also think that there are artists who probably just don't care about fame. And it's like, mm -hmm. either you're going to do it my way, or you're not going to do it. Yeah. And Which so I, I can I don't I can... actually know. I don't think it was this. It was a different situation with the I think that they used the sample and I don't know if it was a thing where they got approval from the record company, but like mm. Tracy Chapman because of whatever her contract was actually had the final say, but I think okay. the song had been created and she heard it and she was like, "Nope." <laughs> and she was just like, "I'm good." I, or maybe she just didn't want to be associated with Nicki Minaj. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can I can understand that. And I think in my mind when I first was like why not is because i'm simply thinking in dollars and cents as a person who would love to make a lot of money off of a Nicki minaj song <laughs> but i get it yeah it was like a really specific like thing it had something mm -hmm. to do with like they had like i think it was also part of it was like they had recorded like the song i think like they'd recorded the song originally like before Tracy heard it and then Tracy heard it and then she sort of sent like a request that was like no you can't and I think they had just sort of like took parts of the melody originally but then like when you heard the song it was like clear that it was a bit more than that right yeah. okay so well that is interesting so, you know we're not we're not a we're not like you know we don't we don't always we're not pop pop culture girlies but we are so we like to, you know, keep you we, keep it we, honest with this tepid tea that is so old. That is um, so old. None of this the thing is, is we know what we know. And sometimes that's not a lot. <laughs> sometimes it's fast facts about Desiree from like 2002. And that's, you know, all we can do. But yeah, it's interesting to us. So <laughs> I think it was supposed to be on the Queen album. And I think that Nikki basically okay. came out and said, I did, basically, Nikki came out and said, I didn't know, which is very possible that like this was totally. produced 
somebody yeah. else used the sample and like she probably came in the studio and was like oh i love this yeah um, let me do let me let me write a song for this but then mm -hmm. realize you know later <laughs> tracy was like give me one reason to file this lawsuit baby <laughs> and i will turn right back around <laughs> and, uh, she did uh mm -hmm. so yeah so there we go um mm -hmm. but jane i i did want to talk to you a little bit about the the movie for this week i i love that i think that's why we're here and i'm happy to do the job that we came here to do you know you want to do a job <laughs> fucking okay dare cool no oh, how novel <laughs> um so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna read my little uh my simple synopsis and then we're gonna we're gonna have the conversation that i think a lot of people have probably been too scared to have about um <laughs> absolutely about a movie. So you ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Please go right ahead. Hold on. Excuse me. I had to white belch. <laughs> Here we go. Don't you dare mention Don Henley or his American Pie, because that Chevy is still at the levee, and Tara Reid has her eyes on a bigger prize in the film series Hollywood was too scared to touch. Sci-Fi Channel once again stepped up to the plate to tell this art house story even if that meant alienating everyone in Beverly Hills. Well, I guess there was one Beverly Hills high graduate that they didn't ostracize. Now, this person may be a little longer in the tooth, but don't count them out just yet. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the suspiciously seasoned Angela from the 90210 series. This is pure iron zeering territory. And this flick may be called Sharknado, but Mr. Zeering is pl playing a stone cold fox by the name of Finn Shepard. And don't let that last name fool you, because the only thing he's hurting are a group of voracious fish that make Jaws look like Nemo. And this ain't a Pixar joint, because these water monsters are finding flesh. The climate change deniers won't have much of a retort for the monsters of the ocean. Even those yokels have to admit that the Weather Channel's forecast didn't predict a Ferris wheel taking down a skyscraper like it was a Jenga tower. Ever wonder what happens when a ferocious fish fucks a tornado? A natural shark disaster. Finn and his bar crew just witnessed the first official Sharknado, and they are picking up the pieces after this gnarly NATO hits ground in LA, and much like her agent for most of the early aughts, they are chasing down Tara Reid to make sure she's okay. After finding her, they are making their way to safer ground and taking out one fish at a time. The waters are rising when it's convenient for the plot and completely disappear, much like the story's through line. Ian's gotta save his ex-wife, and a motley crew of barflies, and the only way out of this shark soup is to go straight through it. You're probably wondering where a more in-depth synopsis of the film is, but you may be confused. Despite a shared aquatic theme, this isn't the whale, folks, and Arnofsky was too scared to touch this one. No useless plot, no character development, and ultimately, no point. Join us for the movie that PETA determined was too stupid to actually be harmful. And once you find yourself in the eye of this nasty NATO, there's no going back. Now, go ahead and set your away message to Gone Fishing while you tune in to the fin-packed thrill ride that is Sharknado. <laughs> that was beautiful. However, there are two points that you made in their synopsis that is that are incorrect that I, I will need to be bringing you holding your feet to the fire as here they we go say. let's do it <clears throat> you refer to a 90210 character who was long in the andrea damn it as you refer to her as first of all that's still wrong you damn refer it. to her as angela it's not angela 
Whatever. It's not Angela. It's Andrea. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay. And when referring to the 90210 alum who stars in the movie, you said his name, but you pronounced it once again incorrectly. I thought I said Ian. Did I not say Ian? You said Ian. God damn it. And should I do it again then? No, 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 no. It's totally okay. fine. Just, we should leave it because it's funny. And it's so it, one of the funniest things about him is that he, he insists to <laughs> being called iron zeering like what like why and what for i would love an explanation on that uh it's a lot it's a lot um <laughs> but you know this is a place for legends as we've said many times and we've got a movie full of icons we do know? so we uh we bow our hats to mm. to to these this hollywood royalty um <laughs> and uh do you want to dive into it jane i would love to dive into i it, don't this was released on so july 11th 2013 i do mm -hmm. not have box office numbers although it is worth mentioning <laughs> Although this was a TV movie, it was so successful that it did get a one night showing in a movie theater. So oh, do with that what you will. But shit. I think the public spoke. <laughs> the public spoke because there's also like six versions, like six like sequels or something. Oh, yeah, this baby. Movie. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship for us here at the at MWM. Um, <laughs> we've got ourselves another series on the books. And I've been looking for the perfect thing to attack Jane with since she tortured me with Twilight. And, uh... <laughs> well, the joke is on you because this is possibly my like most favorite movie I've ever fucking seen. It's a, I... it is a, it is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is literally a masterpiece that every like the pro I had so I, there's so many things to say about this movie I really had trouble boiling it down to our points that I wanted to make but you know well no we'll get to we have we have our little you know overfill category that we can sort of like circle back around if there's any any things we mm -hmm. want to hit on mm -hmm. but um we, I would love, was, yeah. mm -hmm. I was going to say, I was going to ask you to kick us off. I would love for you to start. Yeah, I was about to do that before you started. Oh, speaking. oh, okay. I thought because last week, you know, this is our new, our, our new like format. Last week, um, because I picked the movie, I let you start. And this week I oh. thought you might do that for me, but I guess. <laughs> Here we go. I guess chivalry is dead. <laughs> but Here please, no, but I actually would, I, I do want you to start. So please go We're going to, I was going to, we, as you, I was going to say, as you all know, when literally, if you missed last week's episode, you have no idea what's going on. Um, but we do have a new um, format. You know, we're always ever evolving, ever changing. Mm -hmm. We are we are mm -hmm. sort of like dividing up some of our critiques into uh, categories. We've got mm -hmm. like it, love it, loathe it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll be putting our like it, love it, loathe it merch soon, trademarked already, though. So mm -hmm. if you dare, if you dare um, come forth and let's just say you might as well get ready to check or call ID and see 222-2222 in it. <laughs> because Glenn Lerner is going to be giving you a ring-a-ling real quick. As a group, we are very litigious. And when you have someone like Glenn Lerner on your side, <laughs> honey, the sky's the limit. And we and don't care. We're we don't petty around here. Shit. 
We don't, we don't give a shit. And the thing is, too, oh, oh, by the way, for those of you who are not from the Chicagoland area, go ahead and give Glenn Lerner a little Google so you can figure out who it is we're dealing with. And if and, you don't um, know what's going on, then you should know this because Jane is literally, Jane will sue anybody. She's literally wearing a shirt right now that says, nevertheless, she desisted. Okay? <laughs> That's how serious we are. So don't you dare. I No, no, no. I dare you. I fucking dare you to say anything to me. He's and on retainer, baby. It, I don't... Do you know what retainer is? When People? he's not... Never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> now you have to say no, it. No, she's a cut it if I say it. Well, let, why don't we find out and see? I was... No, Tara, you have to cut this. I was going to say... I was going to say when he's not... <laughs> When he's not pumping his body full anabolic steroids, he's he's answering our phone call because he's like weirdly jacked. Um, but that roid rage is what fuels uh, what fuels his law firm. It look we and, and I I have a feeling that Glenn Lerner might be a little litigious himself. Just that's why I said we gotta cut it. <laughs> so I want to state clearly that anything said on this podcast is obviously a joke. No, not said because we didn't say it because it was already cut. Leave it in. He will sue us. <laughs> I do not need him roy raging out and like showing up over here. Uh, uh, yeah, but he's also our lawyer, so whatever. Yeah, um, so unless we kind of turn him against us, which, you know. Which we're not going to because we're, we're not going to do it. So, so all we're going to say, Jane, Jane's, as you called him, your Caucasian king, Glenn Lerner. <laughs> Um, and so we're good. Um, we're going to go ahead and get mm-hmm. into the episode though. We said our yes. piece about the legalities and you know that we're serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start with the like it section. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and do, uh, do your, do you want to offer me your first like it, Jane? Oh, that's my whole thing is that I was like, I wanted you to start it, start it. Oh, did you start last time? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I, look, I have no memory of what I did five minutes ago. A little me neither. Week, I'll but... start us out. Okay. Please do. I like it. I love it. I want some more, more of it. Um. So my first like was actually um was actually in reference to, um, the captain that we meet very briefly. Oh at yeah, the, beginning, the very at, beginning. At the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. um, he's in and he's out. It's his name. It's Captain Carla Santiago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of name for a person who's in the movie for like a, a joke. L- a lot of a lot of name for someone who doesn't really do much to move the story why, yeah why did he need two names like, i'm just okay. shocked that they gave him two names um <laughs> so my first like was for the captain um who was brave enough to take the ship that mm. they're on at the beginning of the movie out in these choppy waters um <laughs> i liked that i liked that i liked the cut of his jib i liked that yeah. he was like mm-hmm. we're going out on these we're going out on the high seas baby mm-hmm. he's got glenn lerner level type confidence it sounds like and he's and clearly as we see he's doing a business deal that i guess has like <laughs> ramifications <laughs> like, okay so this is my first like <laughs> which is <laughs> I love that there's a guy on a boat who wants to buy 20,000 sharks and we have no idea why. Like, it's like, it makes no sense. Also, they bring him that soup. The sh- they bring him the shark fin is soup. It sh- is that yes. what he's 
Okay, that's shark what fin soup. It's okay. like it's like taste how good this is. Taste the product, basically, is what I feel like he's oh, saying. He's like, because taste the ingredients, this... baby. <gasps> oh my god, is that why that guy was Asian? Do you think is that like a a racist thing? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm sure it was. I I don't know that. I don't know that, but. Interesting. <laughs> Again, if you're litigious, <laughs> I, I don't know. We're not saying it is, but we're not saying it isn't. You know, sort of. <laughs> we like to be champions for Sci-Fi Network, but we do. We haven't heard. We haven't heard anything about whether or not it was. Ian hasn't returned Jane's WhatsApps, so <laughs> we would have loved to have been able to get a confirmation on that. Um, yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, Maybe. it was. It was. It's this really weird scene that <laughs> is like. I don't get the, what I didn't understand about this movie is like <laughs> I didn't get the implications of the, like I didn't get what they were implying had it, it happened. It, it, I have no idea. Like all we know is that there's a bunch of sharks on the boat and a storm and a big storm that affects. And this is happening in Mexico and it affects California. But we don't understand what the sale of these sharks and this boat in particular has anything to do with our Sharknado. producer offered our producer says it was to highlight the black market shark trade that allows shark fin soup to remain on menus across asia okay so we're moving <laughs> into sharknado trying to make like a, a political, political statement. statement that is really hard for me to believe <laughs> it is like it's very like what wake up america like wake up <laughs> wake up world wake up and find out what your sharks are being used for but then, these are like... transnational issues <laughs> but then also it's like the sharks like this isn't like they don't have like redeeming qualities throughout the movie you know what i mean so like Whoa. <laughs> the sharks are literally killing everyone so it's not like like shining a light on the black market shark trade made us be like oh those poor sharks are being killed for food because it's not necessarily sympathetic to sharks after that moment so essentially what they're positing from this first scene is that there's big business going on it's it's maritime it's maritime law baby they're doing what they want and there's big business going on in the ocean that those simps on land don't have the courage these are the kind of mm. deals that you have to do on the water okay because if you get to land then you're dealing with bs jurisdiction that's going to get in the way and you right. don't want to deal with like all of that red tape and mm -hmm. whatever the razzle dazzle you know that you have to put on for the court systems <laughs> when if you take it to the water you can get you can get it done. You can get it done on the water in a way that you cannot you cannot get it done on stupid uh, land. Okay, on the water is that how we're water. saying it from now on? The things you can do on water and the things that you can do in the air. That's why I do a lot of my stuff on planes. Oh, nice. That's great. I I, I didn't realize that. I do stuff on planes. I do stuff on water, but only in those places because I don't like doing stuff on land because land's dumb. So, so what kind of stuff do you do on on? on planes and water i can't get into it and i can't definitely can't record it okay but i can't say like that legal there's here there's types of deals there's certain things there there's a lot of language that is used that that is just like it's dog whistles it's stuff okay. that people that it's people use for the purposes of making things look bad there are terms that are thrown out they're thrown around all willy-nilly today in mm -hmm. society mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. i crimes against humanity for one thing that's one of those terms uh, okay. that you hear, but there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of gray area with things like that. And Gosh, your crime against okay. humanity may not be my crime against humanity. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, you yeah, get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's when I'm like, 
Let's take it to the sky. Room, I think there's a lot of room for interpretation when it comes to crimes against humanity. Wow. Here we go. Yeah. We got somebody uh, who's... I, I, literally, I'm giving you a leg up. I'm on your side. Okay. You know? I'm just making sure. You yeah. Know. Well, you're always, <laughs> you're always ready to sort of get me got. And... We should do an episode of the pod. Um on the water and i think that like that would give oh i'd love that we could get away with a lot more if we did, if we recorded on the water i don't do anything illegal <laughs> the way you the <laughs> no, way you said that sounded no. like i don't do anything illegal but you could probably get involved in something i know you got a lot of pyramid schemes going on right now that well, you're involved you, know, in. you got caught up I, in that lularo didn't you i well i want to be my own boss and i've always wanted to be my own oh, boss. here we go and <laughs> here comes the pitch i i have felt like for the longest time, mm -hmm. you know, I have been just sort of a cog in the corporate machine. And Oof. I've always known that I am like personally a girl boss. And yeah. so it's been really nice to find a company that allows me to be the girl boss that I know that I am. And I also allows me to be like a good and like present mother to my three kids mm. kaylee jason and cassandra nice 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 good name yeah thank you and like you know i've it's great because i have so many of these leggings and they go so fast and they smell so good they smell so good and they're all these beautiful patterns and there's nothing more comfortable um than a pair of leggings as we all know you know i love it i love and it and so when i'm selling them you know i'm I, I, for me and my family i'm now funding you know <laughs> huge vacations we've mm. got three family cars one of them is a suburban thank you very much that's right and the vacays y'all went to peoria didn't you we we've been there? to Peoria a few times and nice, nice. we have a timeshare down in Pompano love Beach. It. Love it. And we're only allowed to go there on Tuesday through Thursdays on like And once every other year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of it's sort of a, a, a but the thing is it's a midweek deal because I'm my own boss. I don't have to show up to work, you know. That's right. So, sounds like exactly. someone's letting their sounds like someone's letting their fa failure flag fly and I love to see it. Um well, Okay. <laughs> but anyways, if anybody wants to buy some leggings, I, <laughs> you know, hit me up. Yeah, get uh, you know, get I'll, I'll find you on Instagram. I'll send you a, a message. <laughs> Ooh, that sounded like a threat. Um, oh, so no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't throw at me with a good time. Uh, but I did. I loved the, I loved the setup of this plot. I thought everything mm -hmm. was super solid. What we gather <laughs> from this first moment is also the fact that like, and I don't want to step on your like, but just plot wise for our listeners, as all of this is happening, we are in we are in waters that are extremely choppy. The sharks are sharking, and then a hurricane hits, and or a tornado, a tornado. No, it hits. is a hurricane. The it's tornado hurricane. doesn't the the tornado doesn't hit till the second half of the movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> like the weather is really questionable. <laughs> Just like yeah, as not... are the weather people, baby. <laughs> What is that like? Uh, the person who's like always announcing the weather in the background, Johnny with an eye. Oh yeah, we Did we also Dave that? noted that as well. Yeah, it is so unnecessary and so annoying and so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need it. That was my first like though. It was the cap. It was the captain. 
on the boat okay. doing the big business deal and the and the money was not the money the money numbers were not adding up between <laughs> between what these two people were expecting and also no. at a certain point the captain just pulled out like the captain just pulls out a gun so it's like yes! so you don't want to <laughs> So it's like because he's pulled out a gun because the person he's trying to sell this these sharks to does not want to pay the amount of money that he thinks that he's that he's owed. And instead of I guess the deal them just agreeing to disagree, he pulls out a gun I guess to like strong arm him. And it's maritime like so, law, maritime law, baby, which is why I love it. But it's also this the moment where like you're kind of like okay, so what was the point of even sitting down for this deal then? You just like. <laughs> you're gonna kill him if he doesn't give you the money so like right exactly so what you now have though if you kill him is a dead body and still no money but it's you not... also have a lot of sharks so something tells me the body will be taken care of <laughs> yeah. since yeah, he's I'm apparently saying, the shark like, whisperer you're no on closer these to selling these twenty thousand sharks that you're trying to sell you know what i mean i mean i guess so but you know that's so that was mine so what's your first like yeah Jenny? well my first like was I love how this guy wants to buy 20,000 sharks and I and we never understand why. So I did mention that before. The rest of my likes I sort of cheated in this sense because they're all quotes. Just pull, quotes Oh, that's that, right. Quotes that I pulled throughout the movie that I thought were fucking ridiculous because this script it's is good. truly like no other. It's good. Is the one of the copos wrote it? Um, must have been, must have been just the way it's all weaved together and sort of makes sense. And, um, you know, it's almost like beautiful poetry. But anyways, <laughs> the first quote I have is, <laughs> it's like from the beginning of the movie and Baz, the Australian guy and Ian Ziering are walking down the street, walking down the beach, holding their like surfboards. And Ian goes... Crazy waves out there today. There's something unnatural about them. And Baz's response is, there's something, <laughs> there's something unnatural about everything. <laughs> Which like, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Zero, like what, like what could that, what could that possibly mean? What is that exchange? It was just so wild to me. I mean, it does call into question then what is natural? You know what I what, mean? What is natural? In and a world where is, everything is unnatural. I could understand saying like there's something unnatural about the waves, but the thing is, is that it's such, this is all quote, a natural disaster. So it's just the language feels wrong to also, me. Also, there is, also he, he, he said that, but there's nothing unnatural about the waves. Just so we're mm -hmm. clear. Everything is completely normal at this 100%. point. The water looks, is completely the looks, normal. Fine, 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 fine. Like, so, I've never seen a more chill, chilled out beach scene. Classic, baby. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Um, and then the next line that I wanted to call out was, um, or do you want, or do you want, do you want to do yours? And or, or I thought we should go back yours? and forth, like okay, we established last week. <laughs> I was just because, like, my second like point is just like these are these are the five lines that I think are funny, but. Wait, yeah. do you just is is your one like point all the quotes and then do you have another? No, the one? rest of my like points are all these quotes. Then we'll, we can go back and forth and okay, then you, okay, is that okay? It's totally fine. So then my next like point was actually in relation to the beach as well. My next like mm -hmm. point was I really liked the unaffected extras, um, who were clearly directed <laughs> to just exist so that they could get some like 
some like interstitial footage um so there's a lot of extras who are just like existing and they but they use the footage like wherever they want so like there's all these shots of like people screaming in the water or like sharks like coming to shore and then they'll like pan to the extras and like it's not like oh i'm so caught up in like my i'm so caught up in the slumber or like I'm so caught up in like you know this sort of like really calming day that like mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. It's like extras who have no direction, and you can tell the difference because when extras <laughs> have no direction, there's a vacancy in their eyes, and so there's a lot of like back and forth shots. And then all of a sudden, there's one shot where they turn back to the extras who literally were just like sitting in their seats, like staring out at nothing, and then they're all running from the beach. <laughs> and it's not even it's not like real running it's like a light jaunt so it's probably like they had to do it like three or four times and this was probably like the fourth so they were like when's when are we breaking for lunch again um (laughs) but it was very that and i really enjoyed the the lifeless extras who were just like just window just just window dressing (laughs) just phoning it in there for the free food and the hundred dollar check i think like also one of the things that I noticed about the extras on the beach scene is like Baz at one point like gets his leg bitten by a shark and Ian Ziering pulls him out of the water and they're like doing like um CPR on him or whatever or trying to like dress his wound who fucking knows um and <laughs> you see all of these extras like feet running behind him in different directions <laughs> like just like trying to make it seem like there's total chaos but it makes zero sense because if this was actually happening people would just be running in one in direction one direction unless, unless away you gotta... from it's given it's given death wish is what it's given um yeah there's no reason to run towards those waters baby i'll tell you that um which also though there's this one i guess you couldn't call him an extra because he did get an audible scream in the movie so you get your sidecar boo but the one the one extra who's he's on the beach and the shot is just a quick cut to him Mm -hmm. and his leg has been eaten uh-huh. And but the shot is his reaction to realizing that his leg is gone. But he's sitting upright on the beach, and he looks down and he screams. And it's like there's nobody around him though. It's like how'd you get up here? Did you not realize until this moment? Because you're just like he's seated there staring at his leg that is gone and screaming. And it is like the weirdest what? shot. It's like so what's the story? Is he in a chair? No, he's just seated. He's in the sand. He's like in the sand, and he looks down and he sees his leg is gone, and he goes ah. <laughs> like, and I was like, did you not realize on the journey from wherever I'm assuming the waters that you apparently like drug yourself out of that they got you? Well, is this supposed to be then like what? Because like later in the movie, there's like sharks just like flying in the air and yes. biting people. Is yes. that supposed to be a nod to this? Like, I- oh, I think it's just like, I think this is just what happened before. It was like, oh, okay. there's like, this is crazy, but like, it's not like that crazy. Like, these are shark attacks, but it still feels like. But it's still like, okay, these okay. are just like, uh, you know, in the water obviously... shark attacks. There's also yeah. There's in the water shark attacks. Yeah, they haven't they haven't made it to the to the friendly skies yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was just one of those weird points that I noted in the movie that um, that I thought just all of the extra accoutrement that was these performances. It really spoke to me. It's so great, and I will add one more point to your point with like the chaos on the beach when it first starts. The the screaming background track track that they play is on a loop and you can hear 
it like be like the people screaming it's not necessarily coming from the audio on the beach like they're using a track and you hear it repeat itself there's the one extra also i can't remember if it was this scene or a later scene but there's one extra who's seated and then she sees the sharks coming and then she stands up with a glass of wine it's still she's holding the glass of wine <laughs> and she stands up and she lets out this blood curdling scream and i don't know why <laughs> I don't know why her holding the glass of wine was as funny as it was to me. Because I it's love like, that in an emergency, are you really taking your wine to go? Well, that's the thing. Is it's like, but maybe, she, maybe she was onto something, and maybe she knew this is my last moment. I'm gonna enjoy this two buck chuck. Let me tell you that. Uh, but yeah, very much that. What, what about you, Janie? What's your what's your next like? Okay, so my next like is. Okay, so later on, a couple scenes later after the beach scene, the the we're at Einzierings bar, which she owns. I guess he's an ex. We've all been there before. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> we're at Einzierings bar slash restaurant. I guess he's an ex server who owns a bar, but like, there's yeah. this bar bar. Finn Shepard's running the show. Finn Shepard. That's right. Finn Shepard. There's this bartender there named Nova. We don't really know anything about her, but she's like the quote, sexy bartender that works there. And all of a sudden, like the weather changes, everything goes crazy. Sharks are attacking the bar. Water is like being flooded in. And at one point she like takes something and like stabs and kills a shark. And someone goes... (laughs) I can't remember who it is. It might be the old guy, George, at the bar. But someone goes, for an environmentalist, you sure do hate sharks. And we get, like, a little hint at at a backstory, baby. (laughs) But it's like, we never hear anything about it later. Who? There was never, it was never established before that she gave a shit about the environment. Like, it was just so fucking random. Like, for an environmentalist? Like, that is, to call someone an environmentalist is like, that's like a job. That's like a specific, like, calling that someone, like, goes after. And it's like... It's probably a couple of times she's probably been like, oh, I I hate the way they kill the fish before we eat them. (laughs) Or something like that. And like, or she's like... Oh, I hate watching the fishermen drag, bring in. I hate fush, watching the fishermen bring in those nets. Ugh. <laughs> and somebody was like, "We got ourselves a, a Jane Goodall over here." Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it was really unclear. They she's doing it. She's doing a lot of the heavy lifting though. And also, Jane, the do you know who the person is who you referred to as the old guy at the bar? Yeah, he's the father in. It's Home John Hurd, baby. In Home Alone, John Hurd. Yeah, it's I, the icon. The icon, the legend, John Hurd. It really, I, I was very confused as to why he was in this. Movie. There were a couple movies at the end um, <laughs> that uh, Mr. Hurd did. I'm sure bills had to be paid, um, but we will forever know you as the forgetful father. Okay, of we will course. forever know you as Papa McAllister. Okay, <laughs> so don't you worry. Your legacy is firmly intact. Okay? Exactly. And I mean, I think this is a fun one to be a part of, too. It, it is a fun one to be a part of. Also, you mentioned the fact that she, like, jugs this shark. But yeah. you didn't mention the fact that George, George has a weapon of choice as well. <laughs> call call Fatboy Slim. Because his weapon of choice is a stool. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and like, what? And George, I'm really waiting for what that was going to be. George uses the stool 
George uses the stool to sort of, he doesn't jug it, but he sort of like, he really is, he's using, I feel like he uses like the seat part of the stool a lot to hit sharks, which I thought I was do, interesting. I do feel like we should tell listeners who might not know. What Home Alone um, is? No, the definition oh. of jug, because that is <laughs> a very Brandon word. Everybody knows what jug is. If somebody says, <laughs> if somebody says, oh my God, they just jugged him in the leg. You all know what jug is. It's your body. Your body tells you what it is. The moment you heard it, you knew what it was. You felt it. If you were walking up on somebody and they said, "I'm gonna jug you in the stomach if you don't back up," you would know exactly what they meant. They're not. They are not giving you a raspberry, baby. For me, like the definition of jug is like not only are you getting something in there, but you're rooting it around a little. Yeah. Too. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. It's so funny because I was on the phone with my mom yesterday and she was talking about jugging something. Like, yeah. Is it a southern thing? It may just be a family thing. My family has a lot of wild sayings that I go into the world thinking, and I don't know. We well, it is I it is it. southern for sure. Just the idea of southern people love making up words. Mm -hmm. I will say that is very southern, and like mm -hmm. and like they if you say it with a lot of you say it with a lot of confidence, you make it up. You you make it real, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, every this movie had a lot of jugging in it, so it may come up again. <laughs> A, a bunch of jugging. A lot of jugging. You gotta do what you gotta do, though, you know? And uh, they got him. But it took the two of them. But also, it was clear that, like, because of the CGI, like, like they should have had John Hurd, like, like a little bit more gusto behind, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, the stool. Because he barely, like, taps, like, the fish with it and the fish, like, dies. <laughs> it's like, that's not gonna do it. That's not gonna kill that flying fish. <laughs> You see how I'm say, using terms like fish to try and like, because I'm an environmentalist and I don't want, right. mm -hmm. shark has all these implications to it. So I'd like of to. Of course. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we want to take the onus off the sharks. I mean, we were, in, they were in their space. You know what I mean? Um, they were in their waters. Mm -hmm. That's why I asked earlier in my synopsis about what happens when a fish fucks a tornado. Because, mm -hmm. I mean. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to Nobody talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about fucking a natural disaster. Okay. Mm -hmm. God. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> the things I almost say and I stop myself from saying. You guys. You guys um, are. You guys are lucky. To not know how horrible of a person <laughs> Brandon is. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay, say um, it. We'll cut it. I, you no, know I, I don't believe you. No. I don't believe you. <laughs> you know I have no power over this. No, I know, but I also don't want to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, but, yeah, so that was that was yours, right? Or uh -huh. yours yeah. Or... Okay. Uh -huh. So so my next like it was I enjoyed. We, we meet the character that uh, played by the uh, April, who plays the character... A Tara Reid who plays the character of April. We find mm -hmm. out that she's, I mean, the estranged wife of our our Ian Ziering, our Finn, Finn mm -hmm. Shepard character. Mm -hmm. And they're on the phone. And like, this is our first <laughs> indication of the fact that this may be coming up in notes later. But like, there seems to be a real disconnect between what's happened on these beaches and what's happened <laughs> in a little bit inland. Because these people have no idea what's going on. Or at least Tara doesn't. Those TVs must be I off. Think, I think those TVs are off. I don't think Tara watches the news. I don't think... 
I, I don't think she's she comes she answers that phone so hot man she's angry <laughs> she's from the moment she answers pissed. the phone she's already upset and then she said and then she says we're a hundred miles away from the ocean and he says you're 6.6 .6 miles away did you catch that i did and at first i thought what that's so fucking wild but then I think what happened was she was like exaggerating, like we're super far away, and he was like, "No, you're not super far away. You're six Okay, miles away. I and I did not pick that up because it was Tara Reed. So yeah, I was like, <laughs> so I didn't know. I thought maybe he was like, "Let me break these. Let me break the numbers down for you real quick." Stop telling people that. Um, but yeah, so she's like, she's really put upon. They're mm -hmm. not that far away from the water. And what he's telling, like, if somebody called you who was six miles away from you and was like, oh, mm -hmm. my God, this, like, a natural disaster is happening, like, in my, that's like, somebody called me from downtown and was like, oh, my God, you won't believe what's happening. I'm not going to be like, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, it sounds like a you're part of the town problem. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, give me all the details. Even if I was mad at them, I mean, it's clear, like, their relationship is contentious, but, like, if your ex-husband is calling you to, rem to you know, a natural disaster. And there happening. are people screaming in the background on the phone. I'm gonna, like, take pause. And I'm gonna try and I'm get not a gonna couple be like, Oh, this is so like you, Finn. I'm Tara Reed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also gonna be like, oh, that's this what is... I'm not gonna say. Well, I'm not gonna be like, oh, this is, this is so like you to call me reporting a natural disaster that I should take heat of. <laughs> Like, I <laughs> what? Also, okay. I want that to be a friend. If me you're my too. friend, call me and let me know. Yeah. When things aren't, I, when, when the block's a little hot. I would love to know when the block is hot. I want to be alerted. I want to, before, I want to, I want to know when the block is warm because yeah. I need, yeah. I need a little, I, I need a, a lead time. You know what I mean? I actually don't mind if you call and just tell me when the block's cold, even because that at least lets me know <laughs> that things are That's... just going the way that they should be. But Absolutely. I'm actually not gonna, I'm never gonna be mad when you call and tell me that you just saw someone, you just saw like a man be eaten by a flying shark. That like, I, I'm, I'm gonna have more I, questions. And it's not I, gonna be like, oh, whatevs, whatevs. <laughs> um, I gotta flat iron my hair and put on too much eyeliner. It's like, no, listen to what he's telling you, but she could give a shit. Um, she like give up, but... and that's like she's really concerned with like their like interpersonal problems and it's like this isn't the moment we gotta move beyond that for the for the good of just like for your life for, um for all of us but yeah so that was so that was mine what about you Janie? okay my next line of dialogue is when after the like bar gets destroyed and it's him it's Ian, Baz, the Australian friend, Nova, the bartender, George, the old guy played by John Hurd, and they're going to go to Tara Reed's house because he, Ian is like, I've got to make sure that my wife and kid are okay. They are standing outside watching the destruction, I guess. At this point in the story, the, the hurricane has let up because it looks like, I mean, a beautiful day from where I'm standing, but... All right, Bono. <laughs> But they're, like, looking back at the destroyed um, bar and, you know, the Ferris wheel has come off and everything's a disaster. And Baz, the Australian friend, turns to them and goes, looks like we're refugees now. <laughs> and I thought, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just throwing around the word refugee. Like, first of all, 
I looked up the defi definition of refugee because I didn't want to be wrong. But it's when you ha are forced to flee the country because of war or a natural disaster. But it's like you're not fleeing the country. You didn't live at the bar as far as I know. Like, what about your situation qualifies you as a refugee? Yeah, no, th that ain't it. This, it this ain't isn't... it. <laughs> and you also, you don't have enough of like, you don't have enough knowledge of what's going on in order to like make a call like that right it's not like the like it's not like the country is over at this point all you know is that santa monica pier is fucked yeah absolutely no i agree with you yeah. i think that like let's stay as far away from getting too political if we can um mm -hmm. by things you don't know about uh but yeah no i i do enjoy that i do enjoy that um my next like mm -hmm. was actually the, there's this point in the movie before the one that Jane just mentioned where everyone's like, we realize that like, it's not looking good and like <laughs> things are starting to pop off. And then <laughs> Ian Ziering sort of asks all the customers to leave. And he says, if I don't shut down the bar, I'm going to lose everything. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like this, everything's about to be destroyed, baby. Like, what do you mean? And what difference does it mean if you offer shelter to these people right now versus them like leaving of their own? Like, it makes exactly. no difference. Like, the when waters are coming. Exactly. Sharks are eating people feet away from you. Like, there's problems. Like, you got bigger fish to fry, no pun intended. But I mean, I don't understand why closing down the bar. And then Nova's like, this is my livelihood. And it's like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> Why do y'all think Who that people are leaving? You? Who are you people? <laughs> Why do you think that people, the bar being empty or the bar being packed with people is going to be the difference between it being destroyed by a natural disaster? That's it just really made no point. sense to me. It makes and, zero sense. And the amount of extras that come pouring out of that bar. It is so many people. And it is just like, I'm sorry, but there was maybe 20 in there. Maybe <laughs> hundreds of people that it looks like are running toward the water. It is so confusing. It's like they just got the external shots. Like it was, they were, there was two Absolutely. different conversations happening. The oh. person was getting the shots and then they were like, you didn't tell me what direction you wanted to run in. You just told me you wanted to run it. <laughs> and you wanted a lot of people doing it and I did it. <laughs> so that was like, that was when I was first like, oh, we're just playing with all sorts of logic here. Cause you Absolutely. think closing, you think closing that one little door is going to stop this whole thing from imploding on itself. That's cute. <laughs> but Finn's concerned about saving his business for some reason. Um, like people aren't like everybody's not about to lose their life right um, exactly yeah so that was uh that was my that was my next one. Oh my God. okay so this is my final quote that i was confused perplexed just didn't need to be in the movie this is towards the end of the movie when um they are driving to Van Nuys Airport, I guess, to get um, Finn and April's son, who I guess is like in flight school mm -hmm. or taking flight lessons at the Van Nuys Airport. And they're pulling up and Nova, the bartender, goes, why is there a retirement home next to the airport? And I just thought like, why would why would you ever think to question that what does that have to do with anything why i would never drive by a retirement 
a home next to the airport and think, why is that there? It was just so weird to me. And I don't know why they mentioned it. I know that later they like hide in the retirement home with the retirees, but I didn't understand what that, what, why she would question that. What does she mean? Like they don't have anywhere to go? I, I have no idea. Yeah, that's I weird. genuinely it feels like, don't know. It feels like a messy way of acknowledging like a plot, like wanting us to know we're going to be returning to this later. <laughs> Right, but it's like, A, I don't trust you because there's so many things that have been brought up that you don't return to later, like, you know, Nova's environmentalism. So I was like, this But it's in the like... way she lives her life. Okay. It's in the way she interacts with people. That's where you see her environmentalism <laughs> at work. All right, all right. Well, you know, you, you're you arguing a, a solid point. I can't. When that person throws the jack-in-the-box cup on the ground, and she just <laughs> looks at them, and she just says, no, 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 no. Mm-mm, not in front not of Nova, on Nova's baby. watch. <laughs> and she punches Is that the why the she calls herself Nova? Because it's like, remember, like, Nova used to be, like, the Discovery Channel, I think, didn't it? Like, back in the day? No, you're a little older than me. I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> or Nova was, like, a, a program on P- PBS. Or Is this when y'all used to have to crank the televisions? No, no, it's a narr- uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. This long-running, award-winning documentary series focuses on science, the speculation, history, and research is associated with it, and many applications inspired by the BBC documentary program, The Horizons, the U.S. series, blah blah blah. Okay, interesting. It's seeming like we may have another environmentalist on our hands, based on how fast you whipped up that information. We'll see you. <laughs> Well, I did use my Googler for that. <laughs> let's, this but. is a family family pod, podcast, so let's keep all that stuff to ourselves. Well, I didn't um, I didn't use it on myself. You didn't Google yourself. Okay, no, gotcha. of course not. Um, I also so my next my next point was actually it had to do with like casting in general. Um, okay. I just mm-hmm. I, I I like I like that you know Tara got the role, but I did mm-hmm. see that. There was some pretty stiff competition. Uh, and by competition, Ooh. I mean actors who were approached first but didn't want it. Um, <laughs> Terry Hatcher, Rebecca Romaine, <laughs> Tiffany Thiessen were all, all got the ring-a-ling-ling. Wow. And, and all decided it'd be better to not. Um, well, joke's on them. <laughs> is it? N- not really, no. <laughs> Um, I think this is the exact kind of franchise that Tara Reid should be doing. Do you remember, Jane, that interview with Tara Reid and Jenny McCarthy that was acrimonious? No. No. It's an interview. It's like a podcast interview with Tara Reid and Jenny McCarthy. And it's like Jenny McCarthy's podcast and Tara Reid's a guest. And it gets like really spicy. Oh, are they like arguing with each other? It's but it's not arguing. It's like all passive aggressive and then just aggressive. It's like you don't you don't you don't remember this? When this was did like this recent. Happen? Like it was like they were it was like Jenny McCarthy at Terry as a guest and I just heard like a really spicy clip from it. Maybe the whole thing wasn't like that, but it was like Oh my god. It was like Jenny McCarthy like makes some comment like, Yeah, yeah, and that's when you got your boobs done, right? Or something like that, and then Tara's like, Yeah, I got mine done from the same person who did yours. And, like, they're, like, going back and forth. And then she was, like, but are you going to, like, are you going to ease up maybe now? Now have you, like, decided to chill out? And she's, like, and then Tara's, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I decided to chill out. I decided to chill out. Yeah, what about you? What about you? Have you decided to chill out? 
and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. You don't. It was like it was like a viral clip, and it was so. Cringe. I don't. And it was the two of them like going at it about plastic surgery and like little Whoa. snipes at each other's like careers and things like that. Like, well, I hope you're able to get like a sustainable like job or something like that. It, it gets <laughs> oh really, really bad. God. I'm sorry, I'm doing a horrible job. I thought you knew about this. No, no, no. Um, I, I, I should. I, I will be googling it after this. And but it's like I really implore dicey. our listeners to as well. It sounds really juicy. I don't know like what the situation was exactly, but it's like, yeah, Tara Reid ends the interview and it's like, yeah. Oh, she's it, like, are we done here? And like leaves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So according to people, it was like the interview began with McCarthy complimenting Reid on her latest reality show appearance, which at the time was Marriage Bootcamp Reality Stars. And I think <laughs> Jenny said something like, I fucking love you on that show, but are you glad you did it? And then that struck a nerve with Reid. And then Tara said something like, it's not worth, it's not worth the time to talk about it. There can, there's confusing things about it and we're not talking about it. And then Jenny McCarthy made another comment about how she loved this show so much. And Tara replied, babe, I asked you, please, let's not talk about this show. We all, we all are here to talk about, we're all here to talk about Sharknado. And then, <gasps> so that like, so then, and then it shifted to talking about the film and then she asked Reed if she had to get into peak physical shape for it. And then, like, Tara Reed said something like, well, it's not really like you need to get into shape. It's Sharknado. They're fake sharks. They're fake sharks. And then McCarthy brought up a topic about Tara Reed's surgeries and asked her if she was going to go under the knife again. And then she said, no, I haven't had any surgery in a while, Jenny. And it was like, yeah. And then Jenny said something like, you look great now. So you're good. So you're good and done and not moving forward with plastic surgery. And then Tara's like, I think I've made that clear about a hundred times. Maybe you've only read the bad things, but I've made that really clear for many years. And read, read, read all that you read, what you want to read. And so it was just like back and forth. And then like, and then like Tara's like leaving, and she's like, it was really nice talking to you, and really good luck with your show. And then Jenny says, well, good luck to you too, and I'm excited about Char Sharknado, and I hope you stay married. And oh shit! And then McCarthy like calmly quipped, oh, "That's oh, that's what that's what she said to Tara. She said uh, that's uh, that's what I'm sorry, that's what Reed said to her. She said, you know, I'm excited about Tara. Reed said, good luck to you too, and I'm I'm excited about Sharknado, and I hope you stay married. Uh, and then I hope your knees get a little wobblier than they already are. Well, wait, Tara said that too. I think McCarthy said to Tara, good luck to you too. And I'm excited about T Sharknado and I hope you stay married. And then I hope your knees get a little wobblier than they already are. And then apparently like Reed responded by saying, well, I hope you stay married too. I'm sure he's a nice guy. And then Tara responded, well, I hope your tits get even nicer because they're amazing. The same guy who did mine, right? I'll always, I'll always use your advice. You're the best. Bye. Oh, so, oh, and then, yeah, and then it ended with Jenny saying, love you too, Tara. Good luck with Sharknado 18. Oh. <laughs> so it was just, like, really, really, really spicy between these two. So, yikes. Wow. I know well, that I ended guess... up being a chunk of the episode. I'm sorry about that. But, it, but I started <laughs> reading it, and I was like, oh, this is good and messy. Um, look, if there's anything that we're known for around here, it's called a fucking tangent. And if you don't like it, <laughs> what are you doing listening? yeah right we got you uh but yeah so <laughs> no, that no, was no, uh keep listening to us we love you <laughs> my like was officially my like was about the casting but also yeah i mean that got yeah. good and messy and we're not here mm -hmm. for drama but uh mm -hmm. once again mm -hmm. old tea 
This oh, is from like yeah. 2016. <laughs> um, but that's how we like it around here. Did you have any other yeah. likes, Jane, before we? No, I didn't. I would. I I have a lot of love going on though. Next. I and I love that. I love love, and oh, I love I... that for you. I and love, love that is for you, love. Girlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt like Alexis uh, from Schitt's Creek just then. <laughs> I love it. I love it for you, girlie. Um, okay, do you want me to start with my first love? Yeah. My Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Am I right? Shout out okay, to the thing I loved about this movie is obviously, like, the graphics, the CGI. I mean, it's really every... It's, it's some of the most ridiculous fucking work I've ever seen. It's brave I work. Mean, it's the the from the sharks themselves that look like they're from like a 90s video game to like the scenes where they didn't have actual water so they had to like put like cgi rain or cgi like flooding you couldn't tell though it ended up looking more like smoke than water to me (laughs) and like the actual sharknado itself which just looks like like a 15 year old drew it in their notebook it's amazing and like you can also tell in the beginning and like throughout the movie they are like they're in the car and it's raining and they have all these tight shots in the car and then they do these like wide shots of like what's going on of all this flooding and you can tell it's like stock footage from like hurricane katrina or something like it is not what we're seeing in los angeles it is so funny and I love, it was one of my favorite things about it. That happens like, yeah, there's like quite a few scenes where it's like, it's different types of, it's like real natural disaster clips that they got from CNN. Yeah. That they've like <laughs> spliced with like whatever the animator who did Doug was able to like churn out for them. <laughs> and they're just mashing it all together and hoping for the best, baby. It's so, it's, it's like, it's almost unbelievable that they thought we would like think like, oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, that must be what we're they're experiencing right now. Yeah, it's like, a lot. They must have known. They had to have known. Like, when they I, made this movie, yeah. they had to have known. Yeah, I think, like, there had to have been a point, maybe in the beginning, where maybe they were thinking, like, no, this is going to be the thing. And then, uh, which kind of actually leads into my next love. My, uh, well, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, my love was actually, uh, the I love the career resurgence of Ian Ziering because after yeah. this I know he was able to do Dancing with the Stars and I'm sure you know obviously he's the figurehead of this series and mm-hmm. I you know also Ian apparently did not want to do the movie but you know had needed that money needed <laughs> he, that scroll he and, saw, um, I I read something that said he need he did the movie because he needed to qualify for the SAG health insurance health insurance he had a baby on the way and yep. uh you know, so I, I, I love I love that it all it all worked out. And I wonder if And I will say, you know, I do complain a lot about health insurance in this company and how fucked up it is, but I will say this is the, the company one... or country. Oh sorry, I said the country, <laughs> but I basically oh, company. Freudian slip. A little Freudian slip there. I'm Medicare for all always, of course. But this was one example where having to take a job just for health insurance actually worked out well. Also, you say that now that you that you want health insurance, but then you're also always saying literally that you hate that sick people are clogging up the hospitals. <laughs> and I do want to point that out because I just I, I do think I have to push back a little bit playfully and respectfully. But like, wow. Hi. Hi, Jane. Why? <laughs> OK, so um, I've n- never said that before. I I, sure. I don't even really talk about the hospitals very often. <laughs> The hospitals. Wow. Okay. 
like they're this <laughs> like they're this thing okay that's separate from us we are the hospitals <laughs> we are the hospitals Absolutely. we are the hospitals we are the natural disasters mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are the sharknados we're Oof. we're our we're our own sharknados i've always felt i wouldn't go that far um and so oh. on, <laughs> okay um on <laughs> the 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 love oh this is you i'm so sorry i was gonna steal no, your it's love. okay no, you, you. I mean, you were already ramping up. You can go. I was just going to say, I am. I'm getting rubbed up. No, I yep. was just going to say, I did. This is going back to the very first scene of the movie, the origin story. But I mm-hmm. did really love, which by the way, like there was no reason for it because it's not an origin story. It doesn't tell us how this happened. It's just no! an event that also no! happened. It's just an event that <laughs> happened right before everything else in the movie happens. But it's they present like- it. Yeah, because it is a hurricane and there are sharks, but it doesn't show sharks within that cur- that hurricane. And it's not like how sometimes in these types of movies where there'll be like a magic man who like accidentally like pours something into the water and then you see it <laughs> bubbling up and then it's like, oh no, now this is going to mix with that natural. It's like, no, it's like, it's just. <laughs> there's, so there's no nothing, explanation. There's no event that like, <laughs> there's no incendiary event that sort of like kicks off everything that follows. It's just Mm-mm. an event that happens before the sharks get swallowed up. Into the, <laughs> and it's not even like the captain's like, says something like, you know, we, we bred, we bred these sharks, you know, at a speed at which you wouldn't believe. And it's like, like we can't imagine the implications of that if this gets out of hand. And it's like, no, nobody says anything. There's no scientist that's like, we've gone too far. Like, we've been doing too much breeding, and these waters are now a threat. Or like, we gave the we gave the shark like shark Viagra, maybe that like got them all popping off, and then oh yeah, so they're all just like so everybody's horner than they've ever been. Yeah, and now that's why from every angle. Do when sharks give birth, do they give birth to like many babies or just one i think it's i think it's half of a half of a shark actually no it's gotta be a whole shark at least no because two halves <laughs> make a hole and then they dave, find each other and they like they merge does they dave merge know like, don't about talk to him don't talk to my producer <laughs> don't ask him questions your producer <laughs> he's my producer okay For a, okay he literally for said, don't someone, bring me into this. For He's someone who knows these things. Here's the thing. As our <laughs> listeners already know, I offered you out of the goodness of my heart because you called me crying. Mm-hmm. Oh, Benny, can I be on your podcast? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll give you a cute little stint. Every week now, I keep trying to transition you out to move in some of the, the celebrity talent that I had planned on being on the show. Oh, Sorry, everybody. Ha- who do you have queued up? To I replace? actually had, funnily enough, I had Tara Reid and Jenny McCarthy for this one. But <laughs> I got scared at the last minute. So I decided to back out because I got my boobs you done by the same doctor. You didn't want to start a fire. I got my boobs done by the same doctor who did theirs. And I didn't want them bringing it up on the on the air and trying to mess things up for me. And they look great, um, by the way. Thank you. They're sitting, right? Yeah, they're sitting. Well, one of them's all asleep right now, but I'll wake it up in a, in a bit. Um, isn't that how it works? Little <laughs> pop. What I don't even know what um, that would mean or be. It's not like a child you wake up from a nap. Wait, hold on. I'll do it again. <laughs> there we go. I didn't have a reaction in the last time. That was me smacking my breast. And then um, being surprised by it. Wake me up inside. Um, yeah. Um, wake me up. 
So, remember that song? Remember we all thought Evanescence was it? We're like, oh my god, this is a song. I always hate. I I always hated that song. Oh, did, did you? Oh, I thought yeah. they were. I thought they were doing it. I'm I remember when that one came always out. Always willing to admit when I am on like you know I like a lot of bad things. I mean Sharknado being one of them, but <laughs> I was never on board with Evanescence. I thought they were posers. You know. Whoa. I said it. <laughs> How do you feel about Dashboard Confessional then? I did. I did have my moment with Dashboard. <laughs> yeah, I remember them. That song was so stupid. Did Scream- we sing screaming it? Did we sing it last week on the podcast together? Did we? Maybe. I, I mean, I wouldn't or put maybe it past two, me. <laughs> two weeks ago, I think I started singing it, and then you said something like, "I can't believe you knew as much of that song as you did." That that checks out. We probably yeah, did. There's a lot think... of those. <laughs> But anyways anyway speaking of yeah breast slapping so that was <laughs> so that was that was the point that i was that i was mm-hmm. trying to make was that everything happening on that boat was insane but the thing that stood to me the most was like and what set me up for the tone of the movie mm-hmm. is the moment where the first mate is eaten whole by that by the <laughs> shark and baby these sharks the speed at which these sharks are eating people's bodies like it is it's, it, it, it's comical because of how he ate that he he ate that man so fast he was just gone it's like he couldn't have even been like chewing like he just like swallowed him whole you're swallowing the whole even when a snake like swallows a mouse whole like it takes time doesn't it (laughs) call call me nova (laughs) call me nova baby i'm all over this environment shit um yeah, well, you were the girl. You had the rags, remember? You were using the rags instead of the paper towels, so you were kind of yeah. ahead of the curve. I mean, um, well, we kind of—we I mean, still do it. It's a half and half situation. Okay, backing off. Just like I said about the shark birth. <laughs> um, but you don't want to hear that. But two making two 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 halves making a one. Uh, but yeah, no, they so they're eating these they're eating these people real quick. In some cases, in some cases, it seems like people are tortured, being tortured by them. But in some cases, it seems like they can make quick work of it. So it seems I mean, like it every shark, shark has again. like a yeah. I was gonna say every shark has a different style of. But murder. this is also like this is on the water still. This is before they made it to right. land, so they're probably like because what we don't talk about is are any of these <laughs> sharks like winded when they hit land? I like can sharks breathe out of water? I don't think they can. <laughs> I mean, that's a valid question. And if that were the case, then these sharks, the well, here's the thing: if a these person, got, shorts, if a person got snatched up in in like a hurricane, like they die in the hurricane, but somehow it like emboldens the sharks, like they're never more alive. They're never more alive than they've never been more alive and out for blood than when they come out. Water. It must and be the is it the equivalent of like waking up from like a nightmare and like flailing where like they're like they get out of the they get out of the NATO and they're just like on land and it's just like a person in front of them with a glass of wine and then they're just like chop chop because they're just like scared like time for lunch or I'm just eating everything in front of me because that's my own, that's my instinct that's all I can do no that's like a really that's like a really like interesting interesting provocation i would say and you are actually right jane sharks cannot breathe 
No, they cannot like, breathe just, out of water. Just, just, so <laughs> this is another element of this movie that cannot. Be or are, is this like their death rattle? Is it like they're scared? They know they can't breathe for long. So really, all you need to be able to do if so, you're on so land, wait it, wait them out. Yeah, wait them out. Wait them out. That's the thing. It's like the people that they chomp and they go for, great. But like, or not great, but like, <laughs> those people die. But if it was me, first of all. <laughs> if it was me you'd be gone <laughs> i would be hiding somewhere the entire time well waiting for things to finn blow can't up. hide because he's got a family to save yeah Mama? i guess so um and jane what's your next love okay so my next love is i don't know if you've noticed but when we get to april's house mm -hmm. aka tara reed's house aka finn's ex-wife there are multiple, I'm talking yes. multiple yes. framed photographs of Tara Reid around this fucking house. And they are headshots, production still. Candid, candid shots from, from candid American from, Pie. From, red, from the red carpet. Like everything. And there's not a single frame photo of one of those kids lying around the house. It is just, just because the set designer, the all that set designer got told was we got Tara and we'll figure out the kids. <laughs> but start with that girl. And you know, she headed straight to people.com and started printing <laughs> out pictures on that desk jet she had access to. And she was like, this will do. Because one of them looks like do. one of Tara's like, teenage headshots that you probably submitted to like boy meets world or something i'm sure and one of them has like a getty getty images like watermark watermark in the corner <laughs> these are not official no. and tara did not bring them in mm -mm, mm -mm. no i love that too also that wall there's a couple of shots and that wall looks like it is it is about to cave in not nothing to do with the weather just or just to do with construction it looks like it is made of paper mache well, also, it's the whole thing of, like, the house that they show on the outside is not the house they're filming in. Let me tell you that. Oh, no. Because we also don't even see that. The house, we just see a foyer. Like, that is where we're filming. Like, a stairs and, like, the foyer. We Do you don't think that up. they had to, like, beg somebody in the community to just let them use the house? And they were like, you don't go above these stairs. Right and in no, this area. This I think they built like a shoddy set of a foyer. Oh, no, I'm joking. I, they absolutely oh. did. No, they built it inside of a pool. Oh my god! Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Need, they yeah, the Imagineers didn't get the call on this one. Okay. <laughs> they were working on something else. <laughs> they said, "Make it work, damn it." Mm -hmm. They said, "We're on a shoestring budget." <laughs> um. Yeah. So so very much so. There's a lot of really good photos of Terry. Also, my next love, I'm still on the sharks, I know. My next love had to do with the buoyancy of the sharks. Because I noticed that mm -hmm. when these sharks hit land, they just bounce. They bounce mm -hmm. a lot. They're mm -hmm. really bouncy. They're really floppy. They've never been more alive, although apparently on the verge of death, given the fact that sharks can't breathe on land. Mm -hmm. So they're able to sort of like negotiate like, I don't know, like a, like a transition, I guess, from like, land and maybe what it is is that maybe that tornado maybe something happens in that tornado that like makes them like stronger you know what i mean but it still doesn't make them able to breathe outside of the water does it no but i would have loved a scientist who like just one shot of a scientist yes. the stronger than ever i Damn mean it. this is the thing it's like we, in got, Jurassic we got sequels Park, though baby we do 
I mean, that's the thing. Like in Jurassic Park and shit, like they at least explain something, explain shit to us. Like this is how it works. Even if it's not real science, it's at least movie science. Even if it's not. Just like the jury's still out on if Jurassic Park is, no. is like solid, <laughs> solid scientific. I analysis. mean, clear, I, clearly it's not real science, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> explain it to us within like a sciency lens to make it sound sort of legit, like Jurassic Park. I promise you, I'm not a Jurassic Park truther. I don't think it really could happen. Oh, oh! You don't think it could happen? Uh, no, I don't think Jurassic Park. Could wow. Happen. Okay. Our so resident you environmentalist are, is you now are, a fortune teller, apparently, as well. So you are a Jurassic Park tr- truther, then? Look, all I know okay, is that it's if a, it's a yes those, or no, baby. If one of those mosquitoes mm-hmm. happened to be fossilized, mm-hmm. and somebody had a long enough needle. And they mm-hmm. can pull that DNA out mm-hmm. of that mosquito from inside mm-hmm. of that amber stone. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's all I'm willing to say. That's all I'm <laughs> you didn't. Say. You didn't say anything. You just explained what happens. <laughs> I said what I wanted to say. Okay. I made it very clear. And if and if by chance Richard Attenborough happened to be around, I don't know. Maybe in a linen suit. Maybe things. <laughs> everything has got to be. It's a perfect storm of events that has absolutely, happened. absolutely. Is um, Richard Attenborough still alive? I have to assume that deaths come for him, but I could yeah. be wrong. Well, I guess that's something we could Google. He can have the day. Richard <laughs> went away. What a life to take, what a part to bring, Richard Attenborough, somebody tell me why. Wow, that was beautiful. Did you like that? I really did, you know? I really, really did. No, let's find out. Maybe oh, he died, he died in 2014 at age 90. Ooh, that's a long life. That's a long life. He was born okay. in 1923, my God. Whenever I hear that, whenever I hear that about a white person, my first thought is always, you know, some of the things they said. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sure. <laughs> it's we're like either unsavory. they said them, either they said them, or they were like part of the point zero five percent who didn't. It's like <laughs> yeah. which is more likely? <laughs> which is more likely? Absolutely, for a white man who got ahead and is like wealthy now. <laughs> yeah. What do you think he did? What do you think? He's like, no, no, never, never. My grandfather would never lies. <laughs> he wouldn't. He did. Um. So yeah. So that is that was it. Did you have any other loves, Janie? I do. I have a couple. Okay. Um, okay. So <clears throat> my I I have three, but I'll just, I'll I'll break it down to two. Yeah, my, you will. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Because I had whatever. Um. Okay, so mine are towards the end of the movie. Ooh, so okay, okay. <clears throat> so it's the fi- it's like the best scene of the movie where um Ian Zeering is saving the day holding a chainsaw up to a shark and basically dives into the shark and you think, "Oh my god, this is it. Our boy is gone." And he <laughs> 
fucking chainsaws his way out of the shark mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. emerges like Victorious. a bloody birth. Yeah. And not only Bur- that. Also just birth. <laughs> just birth, which I guess is probably pretty bloody. If it's not bloody, then that's actually weirder. <laughs> there wasn't a drop of there wasn't a drop of blood, babe. Like, what? <laughs> Was the person living? Y'all need to check out and make sure everything's okay. Then that's, that's a good thing, actually. Sometimes. Um, but then he and then once he emerges and saves himself, he pulls out Nova, the bartender who had died. You know, who we thought had died falling off the chopper, but. First of all, no, she did not fall off the chopper. Uh, uh, There was a shark that was in the sky that ripped her out of the chopper. That's what happened. Well, she wasn't really holding on very well because she was too busy stabbing him. But she he ripped her out of the chopper and then another shark came up and swallowed her which just so happened to be the same shark that Ian Ziering met at the end later and, in the later in the movie yeah yeah later in the movie and chainsawed his way out pulled her out she's somehow living and so does he and uh, to me this was like I loved this so much this was the best possible ending to this movie to ever happen I mean, just, I have no notes for it. I think it was a perfect scene. Yeah. I I do think that this was actually, like, a, I do think this was actually a really, it was a really good scene, and it was a really, like, weird sort of, like, I think that it was a really weird moment, though, in the movie. Yeah, it was, oh, it's an entirely weird movie. The choices are wild. It's insane, which is why I love it so much. Well, okay, and my last love it, which was sort of, like, linked to that in a way, is just this whole, it's like, they don't, in this movie, they don't know what to do with, like, familial and friend-like ties. No. So, like, they try and, like, mix them in, but the thing is that the circumstances of this movie are such that, like, everything else just feels like who gives a shit so like you'll get these like little moments where it's like they're like on a freeway that's covered in like flopping sharks and like john heard has just been eaten whole and then like all of a sudden tara reed will be like i just wish i just wish you'd come around to the house more it's like what it's like we're on two completely different planes of existence (laughs) if you think that that is appropriate conversation i do not want to talk about any of our boring like intrafamilial bullshit right now like we are like on the verge of it's it's all but absolute death we're fighting for our lives here and it is just this is not it and then the daughter who is the same age as tara reed who's supposed to be a teenager (laughs) she is like she's doing too much she's giving mopey teen and it is just not holding because if i was her dad i would have pulled her aside and been like if if we are lucky enough to see the sunrise (laughs) then we can talk about whatever it is between us but right (laughs) now i just saw a shark eat a man's head so i'm just trying to find not even i mean dry land just like something that feels something that feels solid in this world (laughs) right now it is one foot in front of the other and that is is. all we can manage right now nobody can make any promises to anybody not in this gig economy (laughs) like we are just trying to get from point a to point b and we all as we have as we have figured out tomorrow's not promised so anytime those moments happen where it's like 
mom what are you doing it's like stop <laughs> it's like what you can't no mom stop no dad to teach so like stop trying to teach us about a family dynamic right now this is not this is like we, it's so hard to receive this information we're not we're not a family we're all just people just call me with my first name for the remainder because it's every man for themselves no mom i'm april to you and i hope i wish you i wish you the best of luck in the in what has become the hunger games of this guy because once i see a flying shark i answer to no one um do you do you have another love or did you want to yes transition? i have okay. my final love it point is okay so <laughs> there we go um is <laughs> so after this is the very end of the movie and like the sun and the bartender nova like first of all at the beginning of the movie the bartender nova is like sort of like hitting on ian zeering's character but then the sun comes into play and they're sort of now like interested in each other i think we're supposed to intuit and he pulls nova out of the shark and uh, ian zeering pulls nova out of the shark and she's like coming to and the sun is like hovering over her and is like oh my god she's okay blah, blah, blah. she's breathing and she opens her eyes and she says thank you to the sun and the sun says you're welcome and i just thought for what he didn't save you <laughs> like is he trying to take credit for his dad saving you from the shark yeah, I think he. I think he was, and unless she meant thank you for something else, which uh, it was so unclear. It was such a weird exchange. Yeah, no, and it also was like they didn't know what to do. I, I feel like what they were trying to do was like use her almost as like a red herring in a way to keep us like distracted in regards to whatever was they thought was developing between like the Tara Reed character and like the the Ian Ziering character because yes. it's like she was there, but also. I thought about it later and I was like, there was nothing ever romantic between these two. But she she kept trying to hit on him and he he said no. But then there were like a couple of times where he was like, oh, chicks think it's sexy and like said it like directed towards Nova. So I was like, are they trying to make something like make it seem like something is happening with them? Or... There, was, there was also a point in this following up on that. There was a point where... Like she, they kept having Nova say things that weren't in and of themselves like indicative of the fact that she want that she was interested in the Einzerian character, but it right. was just it was like it could have just been questions that she was asking. But there's like the moment where like she's like she's like you're married when like at the beginning of the movie he's like I have to call my wife and she's like you're married and then later on she's like you have a son. And it's like <laughs> what? Who are you? How long have you worked at the bar? Has none of this right. ever come up? How did you not know he was married? Like, even exactly. if he's estranged, he has two, like, children that are, like, I guess teenagers or one who's, an, like, a young adult. But it was everything about him was new to her. But they still, but like they made it seem like she was hella familiar and, like, sort of, like, like a mainstay in this bar. Like, a right. very much, like, a person who, like, everyone knew to operate within this bar in this world. So it was, like... How did you not know? It just didn't make sense. And it was like, they These didn't know what to do. And I couldn't tell if she was just being quizzical. Like, oh, or if it was like, 
I thought that I knew you because I thought we had something. Like it was really unclear. So when all of a sudden the sun the son the character's name is matt matt like starts like hitting on her kind of and it's like that's happening now and ian seems to be fine with it so it doesn't seem like it was just weird it's just a lot of weird things that they just like threw out there they didn't know what to do with much like the waters they were treading it was so murky like absolutely we had no fucking clue and they didn't really like it was so lazily like decided that this was gonna be a thing no or wasn't gonna be a thing so awesome and uh jenny did you want to move into the our loathed category i would love to i would love to (laughs) i'm always a little scared oh okay all right she said it though um so my first loathed that i had listed was well, actually, we touched on it earlier. It was the pronunciation of Einzering's name. Um, <laughs> that was my first low that I guess it's pretty simple and to the point. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it trips me up, you know? It, and It is, it's needlessly confusing. It's, um, I don't get it. I, I, I haven't looked, I'm sure it's Googleable. Like, why do you go by Ian as opposed to Ian? And I'm sure there's some bullshit explanation, or which just, just like a, like a boils down Gaelic to, I just or want to sound more interesting. Maybe it, maybe it is a Gaelic thing. It's, I, mean, I feel like it's probably like a specific pronunciation to a, like a region. I would assume Swedish or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, but knows? yeah, what about you, Jane? What was your first love it? Okay, so, well, going back to our favorite bartender, Nova, who is just probably, I would say, the most confusing character in this movie. She's really good. So we get this moment with her and Matt the Sun where they stumble upon this very, very conveniently located supply store. And she's got some very poorly applied prosthetic scars on her leg and (laughs) and um matt asks her like so what's the deal with the scars and she's like i don't want to talk about it but then immediately starts to talk about it and she talks about this experience about like how she was like bitten by a shark with her kid when she was a kid and like her grandfather was like drowned at sea trying to save her from sharks or whatever and it's like I they're trying to give us this backstory for us to understand why she like really hates sharks because she the button at the end is like so that's like why I really hate sharks or whatever and it's like so fucking unnecessary because we don't need a motive to kill something that is trying to kill us and so it's just this moment where it's like they're trying to give her this motivation that she doesn't need her only like it's like we know as a character like she's motivated to survive but they're trying to make it seem like she's like has this like really fraught relationship with sharks and it's like who cares yeah yeah you don't need to make sharks the enemy you don't need to give us an no. interesting like perspective <laughs> on sharks for us to be like yeah this is scary also they've already like eaten half of la at this point so like exactly so like we're yeah we're good on that um i actually did that was one of my low that one of my low that points was 
actually that I loathed what the sharks did to Nova's grandfather, um, <laughs> which set up her lifelong hatred of sharks. And I, I, I hated that for her, that that character had to go through what she had to go through. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it just, it, it humanized just her for you. I'm sure it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is the equivalent of being like, I, I hate murderous lions. <laughs> or like i hate serial i hate serial killers because my dad was killed by a serial killer and it's like <laughs> okay like I, but i think we should all hate serial killers <laughs> like but we can't say that though because we shouldn't all hate sharks right some people should love them and you're the environmental environmental queen i think when sharks are flying out of the water and swallowing the population whole i think you can hate sharks at that point wow. or at least have a contentious relationship with the you shark you said what you said um <laughs> my next loathe point was actually once again i'm taking us back to the origin story of the movie i hated <laughs> captain santiago's teeth um oh wow they That's were dicey. wild i it looked like they made him chew something to like okay, create like hope. a grime mm -hmm. shut up jane those teeth, <laughs> those teeth were wild it was like the, the the matter it was like there was something in between all of his teeth and it looked like some sort of clay that they had just been like oh chew on this yellow clay yeah no i don't think it was the actor i'm just trying and to they kept doing feel. these zoom ins on his mouth too and it was like we get it um so i did and it was also like why is he like jack sparrow like i don't he understand was, why he he's was, the first pirate ever he he was dressed like he was in the company of the cast of les mis yeah. with that like french revolution hat like i did not understand it was, what was happening it made no and and sitting across from this gentleman in this suit from Primark. So it, like, it just, it didn't make sense. It was giving empty chairs at empty tables for me. And I just didn't understand why. I really didn't. Um, I'm with you on and that. And I don't think he did either. I think, the, I think whoever was doing costumes was just like, you're not just a, you're not a captain of a ship. You're Hook. <laughs> you're um, Hook. The iconic hook. Although he was missing that. Although I will be honest, he, in his dreams, would he have been able to pull off the look of hook because he didn't even have the bundles like that hair was not laid no like that's one thing i will say about hook the wig is always wigging and it goes all that wig hits the booty crack baby it is it goes thick all the way down and that is high drag um so we didn't get that uh but we did get like an old timey hat and like yeah he's wearing some outfit made of burlap like <laughs> I don't know, you know, I couldn't find the pirate's booty in this case. Um, but yeah, what is, what's your next low that point? Okay, so uh, my next low that point is, which you sort of mentioned earlier, but definitely something I think deserves a little more time. The ages of the children of Ian Ziering and Tara Reid, because- You know Tara was... was so pissed, you know she was. <laughs> literally was like there's no way she approved this i mean she has like one of the kids is like will or sorry matt is why do we keep wanting to call him will his name is matt their son looked like he was 25 yes. and um their daughter claudia looked like she was 22 
So it was Tara, like, and Tara Reid would have been like 36, 37 at like yeah. the time of this movie. Mm-hmm. So they just decided they were going to do what they wanted to do. They were <laughs> yeah. like, we're going to get her. <laughs> like, it was almost like insulting. <laughs> and you just have to take a deep breath and uh, <laughs> just do your suspend job. that disbelief. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just remind yourself that some of the greats have been aged up for movies but also they didn't age her up though no she was probably like oh my god do y'all have like the prosthetics team from the hours here are y'all gonna try and like y'all gonna wolf me you're gonna virginia wolf me and they were like you gonna wolf me you giving me the plath and they were like oh no you're selling it oh no you're good girl in in fact you're you're doing your own makeup they they were like actually we actually want to de-age you a little bit if you wouldn't mind like taking down a little bit some of whatever you did she's, she's like, like no 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 i brought my own eyeliner and i will be using it generously she's like i'm wearing lip gloss and eyeliner that's it they're like oh you did your own age makeup somebody we got a theater girl on our hands she's like how fucking dare you how fucking dare you all this shit's from sephora um yeah no it was very shady um the kids were old as hell i was shocked and uh absolutely shocked i'm sure our girl was too and she probably just was like let's get the shot damn it yeah she's like they also interact they like they engage with each other like like peers yeah because it's like 100 because they were essentially she also has no like she's no like there's no maternal like no. energy that tara is giving off in this um <laughs> no. so yeah and uh yeah, my next point that I had mm-hmm. was like just overall my low that was just like everyone acting like it's business as usual. Like the yes. communi- the communication breakdown between what's going on like at at sea on uh, yeah. the ocean what's happening and then what's <laughs> happening like on land is such that it's like there's such a breakdown for like 2013 it's like mm-hmm. this would have been everywhere there are sharks Absolutely. flying through the sky yeah. and like people are still getting people are still in coffee shops <laughs> in cali people are in downtown la that like having guy lunches at the, with at no the liquor store on. the the guy who worked at the liquor store i was like why are you at work he was just like standing behind the counter when they like went to like go get supplies at the liquor store and food or whatever and he's like talking about government conspiracy theories and i was like go home why are you at work when there's sharks flying through the sky also by the time like that we get the shots of the nursing home they're just the people at the nursing home are just now seeing the coverage of what's going on it's like wait hold on be quiet be quiet something's happening it's like they like they have been on the road they have killed so many sharks they have driven that car so far and also sorry go ahead no that was it i was just say also if there's something that i know about the geriatric community is that they, they always have get that tea first that cable news on 24 hours a day so they are gonna hear about it uh first absolutely yeah and uh yeah did you have any did you have any more low that's jane so my next low the point is the fact that there was nitrous in their fucking rental car like what is this the fast and the furious i have never gone to rent a car and been like this probably is nitrous like and I know it was a Hummer, I guess, but like I've literally never seen a place where is it illegal to have nitrous in a car? I think so. They probably got the special because they heard about the sharks and they were probably like, this place is going to be gone soon anyway. Let me hook them up with this nitrous we got in the back. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do this real quick. 
They were like, Ludacris is in the back. He'll, he'll know what to do. <laughs> no, it was super random. I yeah, agree with so, you. It was and, so um, ridiculous. But also very needed. Yeah, I mean, I guess it helped them evade the cops, which I thought, like, why are you getting chased by the cops anyways? Like, they have way bigger fish to fry, no pun intended. Somebody tell them, please. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Lord. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. And my last loathe it mm-hmm. was that I just loathe the way in which they use nature in this movie. Like, mm. there would be points where the where there would be water that was, like, four feet high, and then... And like, or you would like, they would be like in like Tara Reed's house. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like the house is like in five feet of water and people are swimming through blood water. And then all, <laughs> all of a sudden you go outside and his car is literally right in front of the house and it hasn't been touched. And it's like, <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense. Like how is the, how is the house literally a swimming pool mm-hmm. and your car that is just parked right in front of it. Unscathed? On the same level. On the like, same level. No, it's, it's not totally like it's fine. on some sort of like, on some sort of steep, like incline. No, no, it's right there. And it's totally fine. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, good for them because it got him out of a pinch. But there were several scenes like that where all of a sudden it would just be like, we, <laughs> the water is just, the water is literally just like, it's a state it's, of mind. It's where we want it to be and where we don't want it to be all at the same time. That part. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it left me with a, with a few, with a few questions, a few, yeah. a few head scratches, even though I get, at this point I'd given over to the madness. I mean, um, that's the thing. You have to do that. You, gotta you have get to on just the ride. give over. But I do these things cross my mind. Did you have any more loathes for us though, Janie? Yes. I have one final loathe point. Give it up, okay. Kelly. So, you know, at one point in the middle of the movie, they are driving down the freeway. There's mm-hmm. fish flopping in the sea or of course, not even the sea in the flooded freeway. And they come upon a school bus that is filled with children. First no. of all, Tara Reid couldn't be more ready to leave them all to their own she peril. Didn't shit. Like, <laughs> she was and like, I couldn't blame her. I'm going to be <laughs> She goes, well, one of the funny things is he's like, there could be kids in the bus. And she goes, there's no kids in the bus. We just have to go. There's no one in there. And then they like cut to the bus and there's like 30 kids. In the bus. Yeah, there isn't. There aren't. There aren't kids. There are all the kids. They're all the kids. Like every kid. And so Ian Ziering is like, no, no, no. We got to save the kids because I'm a good guy. <laughs> and so he like decides to do this thing where he like puts down a rope from like the bridge above them and has them climb up one by one. And I was just like watching this and I was like, this would literally take hours to do. It would have taken so long. It would have taken so long. And yet the sun has not changed. It's still middle of the day. Almost no time passes. And then the, the, Everybody who they show climbing up on the rope is a full-grown adult. You don't see any kids actually getting saved. Like, there's no, no children climbing up the rope. No, they get... No, because they knew. They were like, yeah. we don't have that kind of clearance. <laughs> they were like... The insurance does not cover that, so... <laughs> and, and you get, like... And the last person out is the bus driver who has this really weird, like, improv like, Ugh. dialogue with, like, Ian Ziering as he's being, like, hoisted up. And it's like... He's just he's just rambling about he, like whatever he felt like rambling about about how scared of heights he is and like how he's got to go from up. from Wyoming, like it's a lot. And he actually uh, Robbie Rist, who played Robbie the bus driver, um, <laughs> apparently did some of the music for the movie as well. So yeah, and he's also do you know who he is? 
iconic actor in this movie. That's all I know. Okay. Well, Robbie Rist is also known for playing Cousin Oliver in The Brady Bunch. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I know exactly. With the blonde, with the blonde yeah, shirt. Yep. Exactly. I remember Cousin Oliver. They brought him in to shake things up when it got a little stale. <laughs> trying to cover up what was going on with Greg and Marsha. We saw <laughs> Um. Um. But he was... I mean, without a doubt, the most annoying character in the entire movie. And like in the the movie for like for the blink of an eye. But like in that time. Also, it's just like there's no way I would have left. If I and Zering stopped to do that, Mm -hmm. I would have left with a car. (laughs) Me too. I would have been like, I would have been like, this is you telling me you don't want to live. Right. Exactly. And I'm not doing this. And I have a very different outlook because I would love to live. And, yeah, um, well, I'm not. Well, I don't. I'm not gonna die waiting on a waiting on a, a shark to fly up from. This, now that I know that there's nowhere safe, because mm-hmm. it's not just about the water, baby. Not mm-hmm. with this NATO. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be looking for shelter. I'm not gonna be out with the sun. With the sun as my roof, waiting on a hungry shark to flop on top of <laughs> to me. Come and get me. I'm not getting got. Not getting got. Um, mm-hmm. Jane as we get ready to wrap up. I want to know: Were there mm-hmm. any other things that you wanted to mention that you didn't get a chance to? There is something that I didn't include, but I actually think is <laughs> well. I have a couple things. I'm gonna choose which one because I'm like I can't say all of these. Okay, I'm gonna say two. The first one is that it was so funny to me how you always knew when someone was gonna die because they yep. sat there and <laughs> waited for it like a sitting fucking duck. Just like you could tell everyone was just like staring they'd be like oh no robbie move and they would just be like oh <laughs> like it, wait for it it would also be a wide frame shot of just anytime there's a wide frame shot with just one person in the center of it and they usually right before they died we're talking about something that inconsequential yeah and so which was i think this is probably the writer's take on like small talk and how much they hated it because there was always some conversation about nothing happening. And it's like, this is not Seinfeld. It needs to be about something. Um, <laughs> yeah. They would just be standing in the middle of like a field. And everybody's on the mm-hmm. other side. And you're like, okay, he's about to get eaten. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah. It was so predictable. Okay. And then my final thing is just a quick thing that made me fucking laugh out loud so hard. As the movie is ending and we're panning out, we're looking and you know los angeles is in ruins is covered in sharks tara goes wife tara not tara reed tara goes imagine how that shit smells in like a day or two (laughs) i just fucking lost it like oh you mean the the dead rotting like shark carcasses (laughs) shark carcasses all over yeah yeah (laughs) it also is it's also like a it's its own kind of disaster as well absolutely cleaning that up my god because I just, like, the disease it makes me want to gag thinking about how that smells yeah no it's a it's a lot it's it's a lot and uh I, something tells me fema's not coming through for that i can tell you that <laughs> um what about you did you have any unfinished business that you did not cover in your three categories no i think i had it all covered i i really i hit all the points that i felt like i needed to hit to, Good. to make my my voice heard <sighs> to Sharknado. Well, I love that. I love that for us. I love that for you. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. If you made it to the end, thank you, Brandon, 
for talking about this iconic movie with me. I will say this is probably one of my favorite movies ever done. It's just so fucking funny. It was a really um, funny film. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to know if you or no, you would love to know. You probably have a couple questions for me. Yeah, I've well, forgotten. Stop That's how my number this one podcast works. My number one question, which you already answered, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, Jane, would you watch this movie again? I would. I would watch this movie like right now. Like that's how much I loved it. We love to hear it. And then I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Do you by chance have mm-hmm. a movie for me for next week? <laughs> I do. And Mm-mm. it's it's time that you and I took a little trip. <laughs> oh, here we go. And we're going we're, it's a it's a it's a quick it's not a quick trip. It's a far away trip. It's a long haul all the way over to Tokyo <laughs> where we will be resuming a journey we started a while ago as we cover Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, baby. We're doing it. We're hitting back up the, the whole we're going to get the whole family and I'm ready for it. I want to see what's mm-hmm. going on with Tyrese. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on with with Paul. I want to mm-hmm. see what's the late great Paul Walker. I want to see what's going on mm-hmm. with, with our boy Vinny. Mm-hmm. If Vinny D came back. I don't know. If I remember correctly, he wasn't in the second. Oh, he wasn't in the second movie because he was doing Triple X. Flop. Mm-hmm. So I want to <laughs> see what happens when they get the crew back together. Um, I'm excited. Well, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> let me start the outro since I already started it before. <laughs> Again. Start it again. <laughs> you are a special guest. You can do whatever the hell you want, girl. Thank you. Well, I love you, Brandon, and I love you listeners. And it's been a pleasure um chatting for this evening. And if you want to continue chatting with us and following us along during the week, you can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at movies we missed. And um we cannot Wait to see you next week for Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wake up and find out what your sharks are being used for.